Who's a Christian in the house? Just lift your hand if you're a Christian. Wow. All is well. Father God, I just thank you that when we live with you, when we live in relationship with you, all is well. It's a profound thing, God. Stuff happens in life that might not seem very good at times, but God, with you, all is well. Lord, I just pray that right now that you would come and surround everyone here in this room. God, let your loving arms surround this church tonight. And I thank you, God, that all is well. All is all is well. Oh, how good is that? It's a it's a funny thing when you think about it, isn't it? All is well. I don't know. It really rocks my world. And, and God's been speaking to me a lot lately about that statement for us as Christians. What it means. All is well. It's incredible. I love that song. That other song that's really um, floating my boat these days. It says it in it. It talks about, it says Hosanna. I'm sure it says Hosanna in there somewhere. But sorry? Well is my soul. And it sings heaps about Jesus. You know how, you know, I don't know. I might be like teasing a lot of worship songwriters or whatever. But um, it stood out to me because we sung about Jesus heaps in it. And I don't know. Sometimes we just don't do that very often. But that song was like just so focused on Jesus. And I was like, oh, loving it. And then, it, and then at the end, it says something about all is well. And I was just like, man. And God's just been taking me on this journey. Um, and I hope to take you with me tonight. Um, I'm going to be quick because... Last time I, 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 I went too long, so I've got to be quick this time so we can get home and um, tease the trick-or-treaters for being evil. Um, what's with that, eh? You know those, those silly, lovely, silly Christians that, like, kids come up to the door, oh, no, we don't give you lollies because what you're doing is evil. And, like, what's with that? Like, man, there's some... There's some wallies out there, isn't there? Um, but anyway, um, can I just say, give a lolly to someone. What, you know, what? what give a lolly. Um, who, in light of um, all is well, can I just ask a question? Like, Has anyone faced any struggles in life? You can put your hand up if you have. Um, there might not be many of us here tonight. Um, has anyone faced any hardships yet? Yeah. yeah, there's a few. Has anyone struggled with um, themselves? Like, you, you keep discovering you, you're, you're weak and frail and, um, you know, you, you, you blow it <laughs> from time to time. You do, don't you? You do. Garth does all the time. <laughs> it's, yeah, but... I'd just like to say, if you did put your hand up, I'd like to say congratulations. You are alive. Uh, you're a human, actually. And you live. You're, you're living. And you, you live in the real world. Congratulations. We struggle, you know. As humans, we struggle. We're, we, a lot, there's this, con, this, con, this conception that the world has of Christians. They're like... <laughs> 
man, if you're a Christian, you've got to be perfect. Or there's this thing that with Christianity, there's a perfectionistic standard that has to be followed. And I don't know where that came from, but it's just not true, is it? Like, the, the reason that we are a Christian is because we actually acknowledge that we really can't do it on our own. Um, we, we, we do struggle and we're in need of a God that loves us and cares for us. But, you know, I just want to get into it tonight. So I just want to talk about a scripture and it's in the book of Romans. Now, you can start turning there if you want. We can go to Romans. Uh, we'll go to 8. Flick over to Romans 8. The epistle to the Romans, in, in my eyes, is one of the most profound, profound books in the Bible. It is, it's got so much awesomeness in it. It's ridiculous. I've got a, a commentary at my house, and it's, it's actually thicker than my Bible. And it's all on Romans. <laughs> it's just, there's that much goodness in it. Romans is just packed with so much good stuff. But let's, let's go to 8. Let's go to 8. And I just want to say where we're going to start reading from. Oh, just lose this. Um, we'll start at 31, verse 31. But before we, we, we start there, I just want to say that the chapters from 5 in Romans up to 8 verse 30 there's a, there's a bit of a theme going on there there's a bit of a theme um, and it's a theme of Christians that we, we struggle sometimes and, and it's because there's such a thing as a, a sinful nature and, there, and there's such a thing as a life filled with the Spirit of God where we're filled with power to live a completely different life that that is in contrast to that sinful nature. Um, And and in that that time before, it also speaks about how Christians will face trials. Garth, you preached so well this morning. My goodness, you are the greatest teacher I have ever sat under. I swear you are that good. You are so good, Garth. And um, you definitely like the... Pastors are just there. You're like the third best um, preacher in church. I figure if you're the third, like maybe I'm about... I'll probably come in around fifth. But we all have our place in the kingdom of God and you're just third. And I'm fifth. I can't. I can't do that. It's my portion. It's my portion. <laughs> no, you are that good, Garth. And and you know what? You you actually spoke about how God wants to be with us in our trials this morning. If you get a chance, go online and listen to Garth's message. If you weren't here this morning, it was really really good. I'm, I'm not joking. I wouldn't just say that for no reason. I, I honestly believe that there's a lot of goodness in that message. But yeah, so. Romans 5 through to 8.30, it's talking about a sinful nature, a life led by the Spirit, and the battle that there's there. It it talks about how we face trials and how we we come across hardships. 
but all is well. All is well. And do you know what they they call the passage of scripture from 8:31 to 39? It's the celebration. This this passage is known as the celebration of our security in the midst of trial. Because what it is, this passage it actually wraps up. It actually comes to a conclusion and wraps up everything that's been spoken of from Romans chapter 5 through to 8:30. It wraps it up just just nicely. It's beautiful. This passage of scripture can be broken up into two parts. One, God is for us. And two, this passage also celebrates God's love for us. All is well. All is well. I'm just going to read it. I'm just going to read it. It's good. So after everything that's been said about, you know, the struggles and the, and the trials, we'll pick it up here at um, 31. What then shall we say in response to this? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us, he gave him up for us all how will he not also along with him graciously give us all things who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen it is God who justifies who is he that condemns Jesus Christ who died more than that who was raised to life is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger of sword? As it is written, he says, as it is written, for your sake we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. No. No. No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God. That is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Thank you, Lord. That was a big chunk of scripture, I know. But I like to read big chunks of scripture. It it puts puts things into context, doesn't it? So let's just look at this passage a little deeper. Let's go just a little deeper. See, Garth is a great teacher, so forgive me, because I'm probably not... As good a teacher, I, I, would you say I'm more pastoral, a little bit more pastoral? But I'm going to try and just—I'll just be like trying to suck that teaching anointing out of you to try and get me through this next section. Okay, let's give it a go. Verse 32. 
Let's, let's just read it again. What then shall we say in response to this? If God is for us, who can be against us? And he 32. He who did not spare his own son but gave him up for us all, how will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? So what did I say? This passage is, is split into two parts. And the first part is God is for us. And it says in that first um, that first verse of this little passage, it talks about God is for us, who can be against us? And then in 32, it talks of, of he did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all. How will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? Now, God, you know, it says God is for us. And, and, and then straight after that, he talks about how God gave his son. And I think what he's really trying to get across there, he, he's saying, I'm for you. Um, I gave my son for you. You know, um, I gave my son for you. This demonstration should leave us with no doubt about his commitment to us. <laughs> he did it for us. He's, he sent his son, his beloved son. What was it for? For him to be awesome? No, it was for you. That's how committed he is to you. He gave his son. And he's trying to, you know, Paul's trying to make it very clear right here that, you know, I'm for you. God is for you. God is for you. So much so that he gave his only son. And he will give us all things we need to complete our God-given destiny. Not just anything we want. Sometimes we look at that and we go, he'll graciously give us all things. Sweet. And then we just go for it. God, I want a Ferrari. Um, you know, no, what, what that's talking about, and you can look it up and study it, he's saying, God is going to give you absolutely everything you need. Absolutely. He's so for you. He's so committed to you. He's going to give you absolutely everything you need to achieve your destiny that he's placed on your life. Absolutely everything. You're not going to be in want. You're not going to be in lack. You're going to have everything you need to do what God has called you to do in life. Um, let's, let's, let's have a look at 33 and 34. Who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? It is God who justifies. Who is he that condemns? Christ Jesus who died, more than that, who was raised to life, is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. Uh, once we place our faith in Jesus, Jesus Christ, there's a justification that takes place. And, and, and it's an act that God does. He justifies us through faith in Christ. And Garth Ball, again, he preached an incredible message on justification and on righteousness through Christ. And, it, it, okay, when it takes place, you've got to understand that you've been justified by the highest authority in the cosmos. Do you know what I mean? You've just been... You, <laughs> the, who, who can be... I don't, who can even argue with the highest authority in the cosmos? You know, God has justified you. God has justified you through faith in Christ. So it says, 
who can? I guess it's sort of like a bit of a taking a stab question. Who can be against you? Um, no one. <laughs> um, when I thought about this for a while, I discovered that I'm probably the biggest culprit of my own condemning. You know what I mean? When I blow it, I find that I myself am the one that's going, you scumbag, you, you blew it. You deserve a good kick up the bottom. You deserve whatever. And then you feel like you've got to... Uh, uh, uh. But no, no, no. That's not the case at all. God's grace and His love is something that we will never completely understand. But can I say, do your best to try. Do your best to try and understand it. Because... It's going to rock your world. Love God. Um, and at the end of those two verses, it says that Jesus is interceding for us. He, he, you know, God is for us. God is for us. God is for us. God is for us. Jesus, right now, is actually interceding for us. He is for us. I love it. Let's have a look at 35 and 36. Where are we? Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, for your sake we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. Paul's doing something really interesting here. Um, let's just yeah. Not only do these um, verses show that we um, we face trials. You know what I mean? We actually face them. It, it, it's trying to it's trying to show something else, and it's that we're not to be shocked if we do. Paul, throughout all of his writings he mentions hardships and sufferings he, he never holds that back because he, he doesn't want the readers to be shocked that christians who are loved by god would face a trial do you know what i mean we live in a real world and we will we we do come across stuff but all is well all is well it's good um but let's just let's look. I, I want to really wrap it up soon. Let's just go to thirty-seven because everyone was like, "Woo!" when I read thirty-seven. <laughs> um, it says no. It says no. No. In all these things, we are more than conquerors through Him who loved us. More than conquerors. More than conquerors here we see that we not only conquer our adversities under the mighty hand of God but they even work for us that's a bit of a trip when you think about it isn't it when we face our adversities it says doesn't just say we will conquer our adversities but it, it, it speaks of that we are more than conquerors and we will actually do more than conquer our adversities and I did a bit of a study on that and if you take into context everything that is said before, there's a possibility that he might be mentioning that, you know what, before it says, just before this passage, if we, if we go back a couple of pages, it talks about how 
God works all things for our good, all the things that happen in life. And that's a, that's a heavy, that's a huge thing to say, but it, it's true. God works all things around for, for those who love him. That's it. We're more than conquerors. Not only will we conquer, but the, the trials that we do face will actually be turned around and fashioned and, and, and build character in us and, and actually... God turns beauty out of crap all the time. Look at me, and and uh, I think of that. I, I'm not very good, but He makes me beautiful somehow. Who thinks I'm beautiful? Yeah, you know what I mean. He can turn those hard situations around to something beautiful. He can create beauty out of anything, and I love that about God. But here is the important part about this 37: the victory is not ours. For it is only through the one who loves us that it happens. And it says that in all things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. 38 and 39 go on to say that Paul is convinced that nothing, nothing can separate us from the love of God. No matter the trial, no matter your struggle. You know what? You, you might have a, a struggle with a sin and, and it's so hard, you, you know, you keep finding yourself falling and falling and falling back into it. Don't run away from God. God loves you. He sees that struggle. The, you know, He loves you. He loves you. He loves you. He loves you. There will come a time when you will be set free of that but it's not going to come if you keep turning from God, it's not going to come if you keep running away from God, run to God run to God you don't have to be perfect, Garth speaks about this all the time, you don't have to be perfect you just got to love God you just got to want God and when you do that when you go to God with everything, with your whole life, you allow him to sort things out There is nothing that can remove us from the new regime that has come to Christians across the earth in which God's love in Christ reigns over us. All is well. You know what? That is the statement of the night for all is well. This new regime, there's a reign that is over our lives. If you're a Christian in the house... This is what is actually reigning over your life. It reigns. So what does reign mean? It, it, it's, it's at the top. It's at the top. It reigns over your life. And the thing that reigns over your life is the love of Jesus Christ. The love of Jesus Christ. So let's do life. And let's lift our chin and know that all is well. All is well. You can go through anything. I'm not saying it's not going to be hard. I'm not saying that you're not going to get hurt. I'm not saying that you're not, you might get a little bit of a wound here and there. But I promise you, at the end of the day, all is well. All is well. And you know what? Jesus Christ is Lord. He's the King of Kings. He's the King of Kings and He is for us. He is for us. Don't face struggles on your own. 
you know what? Where there's times when we, when we try and face our struggles that come to us on our own, and that's when we are going to get beat up. That's when we are going to get beat up. Face your struggles with Christ, and you will be more than a conqueror. You will be more than a conqueror. You will be more than a conqueror. You know what? I'm going to wrap it up just now. Um, but I just want to pray. And if I could have the band come up, and if I could have everyone just standing as well, please, that would be great.